Park City, and I got back from Park City, like, two weeks later, I was deathly sick. I was sick for, like, a week. And, like, I had never been that sick of my life. And and I slept for, like, 60 hours. I mean, that's – I don't sleep for 60 hours in a month. That's and a I, lot. And, and then yeah. for, for three days, I slept, basically. And I killed it, but – I, I was really sick and then my wife got it and then she gave it to somebody else and then so I think I actually <laughs> I actually had it because what I had was a really really deep treacherous, treacherous cough and it was really brutal so, so. yeah yeah and I love that you started the show on this thank you so much <laughs> well, welcome to COVID talk no. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, welcome everybody. It's another Saturday night, which means you're watching Spilling Ink, and we are so glad that you are. We see Rebecca's big finger down there. Um, okay, wait, wait, what? What is her? You know, if she was in the chat, she would have commented about some about big fingers or something. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm not in chat. I'm still thinking about commenting big finger. You <laughs> could be thinking about that the whole show. Uh, well, everybody, welcome to our show. This is our super serious, super professional um, writing and publishing. Like red vibes here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who that lady on the bottom left is. Uh, she kind of snuck in at the last minute here, but uh, but she's here, so we're gonna roll. That's with William. Her. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, what is his name again? William. William. Jane. William. William. Yes, William is here. William. Uh, is William. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, William. Really, really today. And we're gonna spend about fifty-seven minutes and thirty seconds talking to William about himself. But before we do. I want to an opportunity for these two people, the show's sponsors, that way, that way, tell us all about themselves. It's like so, such Joe a bad version of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Joe and Late, tell us about yourselves. All right. Well, welcome to Spilling Inc. The show that is sponsored by Going D Now. Going D Now is the online network that. Uh, produces several different shows weekly, monthly, and seasonally that help promote and uh, support and give credence to indie artists of all kinds. So all our forms we support, especially authors, and uh, we do so through a myriad of shows that we produce. Uh, some of them are live, some of them are filmed, and this weekend. <laughs> yes, uh, Katie will be on our show tomorrow morning, uh, which is this weekend in Indies, which is live. And um, yeah, we do a lot of great content over there. You can see it. You can see it all um, uh, right now. Uh, GoNeedNow.com is our website. However, I will say more likely you want to go to our YouTube channel if you just search GoNeedNow or where you're at in YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube. Just search Go Indie Now. You can do it all one word or separate words, and we'll be the first thing that pops up. Uh, and if you're on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Go Indie Now. Both of those tremendous social media platforms, we produce shows on 
uh, all the time. So check us out there and, and do that. Um, we're also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash now. And in doing so, we also have some content there. We post, you know, some extra clips and things of that nature. I've done some shows on that. I've done some reviews and stuff on, on Instagram. I, I have vowed to be a little bit more um, active there, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, and, and my announcement that I'll share with people a little bit later tonight, my huge announcement has something a little bit to do with that. Uh, so, anyway, uh, it's always time to go with you now, and we hope to see you there. So thank you for giving us this, this platform to do that. And uh, we're super excited to be a partner with Spilling Inc. because Spilling Inc. has always been, uh, as I consider it, our brother show, our brother and sister show. And I and I am really, uh, I really think it's one of the best shows out there. And um, I, I'm really excited to be involved with it. So. Well, thank you, Joe. And and we love you guys. We love uh, Go Indy Now. It's fantastic. And. I don't know if you if you heard I I did uh, three library shows that we we had to end up end up doing just streaming instead of in person and I did mention uh, Go Indie Now on the library show although I forgot the whole script at the beginning. <laughs> so I, no I was just <laughs> Not a problem. I appreciate it. Any chance I get uh, again, which actually has a lot to do with what I'm going to talk about later on tonight. Uh, so stay tuned because I have a huge announcement. That I would like to make. Okay. Does it have something to do with William? Uh, it might. You know, William, <laughs> okay. I, you, know you never know. Oh, okay. to be <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I don't even know that I want to turn the mic over here, but I Hi everyone, Rebecca Jonesy here. I am an author and COO of Three Theories Press. I write sexy, slaughtery, slithery, slimy, suspense, all kinds of good stuff. I wrote write both romance uh, and urban fantasy, and I do all the things publishing. Um, but more than that, I also get really bad internet connection. <laughs> and tend to run late for things because of that. And then, of course, uh, I had to change camera. So now my, my background is all screwed up, too, and the cat's attacking. So this is going to be a fun show. <laughs> and, of course, I love Splink, as, as my husband has taken to calling it and gotten me <laughs> stuck on. We're now Splink. I like it. Blink. Blink. We, should, Blink. we should find a way well, to... Well, I mean, when you... Spilling ink plus the cat butt, I don't know. It just kind of makes blink. I like it. I like it. Well, and she's standing here. I don't think about it too hard. Nobody changed the, the camera angle. You really can't can't ever see it anymore. It's <laughs> you know, what, I, what the cat is looking at, though. <laughs> cat had a precarious position there. <laughs> well, I I think we need to try to find. Remember, if the camera falls down, it is it is all Joe's fault. Yeah, there you go. That's true. That's true. But yeah, could we combine spilling ink with the Go Indie Now name, like kind of like a uh, Brangelina Jolie or whatever you do all those Link and go. names together? <laughs> spilling Joe, <laughs> Inky Joe, Splink and Go. Splink and go. 
like that. Go Splink now. Splink and go, yep. <laughs> that got off track real quick. We're only eight minutes and six seconds in. Good job, guys. Nice, nice. New record. Yes. Don't blame me. I've been watching this show long enough. It's usually off track when Jason, you know, sneaks in the the live button, and you guys are just, you know, think you're just sitting there chatting. And then he tries and blames it on me. Huh? This show has no tracks. I'm just happy the camera is. I'm just happy the camera's on Rebecca's face and not on her boobs this time. No. <laughs> I had to say I, something. I can yeah. sit straighter. <laughs> I can flex. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? That reminds me of a funny conversation. And this was totally bizarre that I had uh, with my daughters and Heather a few nights ago. We're, we're watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, of course, because that's our bedtime show. And... Uh, you know, Terry Crews is doing whatever he's doing and he's making his pecs bounce. And, and uh, Abby was like, I don't understand how people can do that. And I'm just in a t-shirt. I was like, well, you know, even I can do that. And I don't have big, huge muscles. And they're like, well, we can't do that. I was like, well, we'll try to do it. And so they're both they're staring down at themselves trying to do it. They're like, we can't, I, we can't do this. <laughs> Looking down makes it harder to do. Keep your chin up, keep your shoulders back. And, you know, just, just put your hand there. It's your muscle. Like, yeah. You can feel your muscle. If you can flex, if you can flex your calves, you can flex, flex your pec. Well, I had to promise them that everyone has those muscles. They are there. They uh, anyhow, you should yeah. see what my aunt can do with them. I mean, we're talking. <laughs> She's a talented woman. I have no clue how you do that. Oh, let's see about booking late Jonesy's aunt on the show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that that is you? actually my my late aunt, so oh, I don't think that it. one's gonna work. Uh, that's not gonna work. <laughs> All right, Jonesy, work on it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What were we talking about? We were gonna introduce our our third guest, and you just went off on on peck twitching. Oh, oh William, <laughs> William, can you make pec your pec flexing? Pecs? Thank you. Can I make my pecs flex? Uh, probably. I haven't tried, and I don't know. Uh, trying not yet. Well, give it a shot. Right, give it straight. Oh God, no. <laughs> not like you'd be able to tell with the shirt he's wearing. <laughs> that shirt is really loose. I like loose. But shirt. can Jane? No, yeah. I don't. But oh, can Jane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dance, Mama, dance. <laughs> This show was doomed from the start. <laughs> yeah, I was really wondering how you guys had me on with someone's child. Like, what were you guys thinking? I'm 20. I can handle it. Last minute. I can him all the way up to 80, sweetheart. I'm cool. <laughs> the fun thing about having me on is we are going to stay on track because that track is just staying in the gutter. <laughs> I like this idea. Never have to worry. Oh, God. So, so William, tell us about yourself. I'm William Hull. I'm her uh, son. I started writing when I was 14 or 13. 12 or 13. 12 okay. or 13. Yeah. Um, and it just became a, ha a, a hobby of mine. Um, and right now I'm working on two separate stories. I've been working on plenty, but two of them have caught my eye. Uh, one of them is a short story series, and the other one is a 
um, novel series, but both have been racking in my mind throughout the past few weeks because I've been on uh, a stuck part for my novel book. Uh, but my mom invited me onto the show, and, and here I am. <laughs> and all the attention. You can help him unstuck his book. <laughs> well, I was uh, this week vacation was from work one because it's been getting hectic, as I said before the show, because of all the the crap that's going on. But during this week, I've been able to go out on walks, and that's kind of cleared my mind and figured out where I want to go and the direction and, and how I'm going to get there. So that that was good. Yeah, he's like me in that manner. The walk on the beach clears the head and gets the story going and all of that. And I, I have a question. I have a question. Who's going to play the guitar later for us? My husband. <laughs> That's a nice, That's a nice aspect there. Yep. I know how to play a little bit, but not as much as my dad. Yeah. That's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, and he's out at the fire drinking with the neighbors, so... <laughs> It won't be in for a few hours. Yes. Probably yeah. not at all. We'll see. Well, we'll go join him after the show. Yes. How, how does social distancing work when you're in a community like that? Are you guys all so close together that it's you kind of are already sort of semi-quarantined with each other? Um, I mean, yeah, sort of. I mean, we, we still sit apart when we're around the, the fire and stuff like that. Um, we've done that a few times, but it's, you know, their family on one side, us on the other. Yeah. And we have a pretty big fire pit. It's like one um, of the things I really miss right now is, is just being able to hang out with other families, you know. It's, you never know yeah. if it's a safe idea or not. So we've been kind of playing it like really cautious and we haven't done anything. I mean, we sit anything. on our deck, people come over and, and, you know, stand in front and talk to us. I mean, they're far enough away. And, you know, I, I, we're, I don't know. It's just inherent here. You guys are you guys are just naturally social distancing. Everyone's of the uh, the little bit older here, so they all kind of respectfully stay at a distance from yeah. what I've seen at least. Yeah. And then you yeah. have young people like uh, like me and my girlfriend who are here, and we just don't care. We just kind of walk around and <laughs> we're stupid. We try to respectfully keep our distance, but for most of the time, we're just laughing and having a good time. And then we're like, oh, oh yeah, I'm people are coming. <laughs> people are coming. We must move. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, the navigating of the beach. We walked the beach last Sunday, and, you know, people were sort of social distancing, but the beach was crowded. Yes. And you really can't social distance when there's, you know, wall-to-wall -wall people. But we were trying to navigate through everybody and try to keep our distance from... It, it, it was... Um, we haven't gone for a walk on the beach on the weekend since then because it was just so crazy. <laughs> So, yeah. Because storms are, are, are killing her. <laughs> oh, send some storms our way, man. We haven't had a drop of rain in I can't remember how long. Well, it is so dry right now. You're in Nevada. Nevada's just dry inherently. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Well, it's, it's, it's sticky here. We don't have the air conditioning on. So. Sticky? It's sticky. It's swampy. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Sticky, I can handle. Sticky is fine, but this is it's swampy. Is you got the air conditioning on tonight? That's not going to help. Are you guys in a part of Maine where it's illegal to trap lobster? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's illegal to touch the lobster traps that that have um come up on the beach. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, it's illegal to do that. 
Yes, it Oops. is. <laughs> You've been here 20 years. I was still curious. You can't stop a curious little boy. Yeah, true. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Mike and Lauren uh, Feria have been uh, flexing their pecs at home. I, I'm curious to hear, Lauren, you know, were, were both of you able to do it? And was one better than the other with the with the pec flexing? We'll we'll kind of wait on that response. But then Mike also said, I, I wish I would have started writing younger. I wrote some poetry and stuff, but I only took on writing my uh oh, oh comments shifted. I only took on writing my first novel in twenty sixteen. You know, I was kind of similar, Mike, because I think that I'm a little bit older than you, but um, when I was in high school, you know, I, I wrote, you know, poems, terrible poetry, of course, but but poetry and and then I didn't start my first novel until I was almost 30. So I don't think that that's a, I think that that's kind of a typical story. You know, I have a story people. about that if you guys want to talk about this. Um, you, know, you know, Joe, I would really like to hear your story. So actually writing saved my high school career. Um, I, was, I was a terrible high school student. I was truant more than I was present. And I, I, uh, I didn't think much of the high school education that I received. Uh, however, I was writing dark short stories because I was really into Poe and Lovecraft, and I was really getting into those kind of you know darker Hemingway and things like that. And uh, so I wrote a bunch of stories based upon you know you know trying to emulate those writers and those short stories got in the hands of the person who was doing the school anthology. They do an anthology at my high school for some reason. And um, that person wanted to publish those, those stories. And so I, in order to obviously publish those stories at that school, I have to be a student to be enrolled. And so it's actually kept me enrolled in this high school for, you know, nine, eight months longer than I would have been because they would have kicked me out long before because I was such a bad student. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't a bad student. I was a truant student, I should say, <laughs> because I actually had straight A's, but uh, which turned into straight C's because I didn't ever take any of the uh, tests because I was never there for them. Um, but uh, all the assignments I ever turned in, I always got an A on. So, but I, I, so, you know, I was just, I was just a, a terrible, terrible kid. Don't be terrible kids out there, but go to school. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, so yeah, so writing actually saved, saved me from being expelled. And, um, and I got to learn how to, that was my first taste of self-publishing because part of the whole class, the whole idea was that she would incorporate all these writers together, got all these writers together and we would all learn how to publish it together. We'd go through all the process. We would sell the, the anthologies. We would uh, learn how to place our anthologies. We'd learn how to typeset them. Um, and this is during the time period in which there was not computers. Uh, I was one of the last classes in my high school to actually take typing on a typewriter. Um, and so, uh, yes, that's how old I am. Um, and uh, so that's, you know that was a really important thing for me and i always remembered that and it's always been a part of my you know thought process in doing that so there's my story yeah i wrote i wrote in high school and and whatnot and then i stopped when i got married and and then started back up when i was what 37 
that I know it's not ready yet. And I know it's going to get some criticism. So I'm like, mom, take it easy on me. I know this needs work. I'm going to work on these things. <laughs> she just literally emails me back. This needs to get done. This needs to get done. This is crap. I don't know why you did this. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just sitting in my dorm room after a long day of oh talking to professors and getting yelled at for dumb stuff. And I just get screamed out by my mother. <laughs> I don't scream. I just, I'm, I'm, you I aggressively I type do She doesn't scream. She just types in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and William, in, in ten years, when you go out in the world and learn and learn that the publishing business sucks a big, big, big one, you'll uh, you'll really appreciate, you'll really appreciate what your mother did for you. I have learned from her because I I read and the reason I got on a block was I read my current story, and I I read through all of it and I just sitting in a mirror I looked at myself like this fucking sucks. If I show this to my mother. She will tear it apart. So I, I had gone back and I had done work where I needed to get done. I reread it and I was like, this still sucks. This <laughs> is not, not going to pass. And now I'm at a point where I'm comfortable with half of it, but the other half I have to work on, which is another 100 pages that still suck. Um, but she, she's definitely taught me to put myself down sometimes just to get better and better. It's all about tearing, uh, tearing a piece down and rebuilding it block by block. And sometimes you get one thing right and you keep that block there and you build around it and so on and so forth. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of people lose in the writing industry too, because you get torn down and if you can't build it back up on that, then well, when you get it. knocked down, you got to get up again. Yep. Hey, and who better to, to get that thick skin from your, you know, your mom? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely. It's going to keep it down, right? To hear from her. I'm like, she loves me deep down. She just hates what I did. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when I was a terrible kid. I get it. I get it. I'm making you most most moms that read their kids work it's oh honey this is wonderful guaranteed they haven't actually read it 
Your oh, mom yeah. actually read your stuff and she loved you enough to critique it to make it better. Oh, I love my friends that go, oh, my mom loved this writing. I love them when she didn't read it. No. She didn't read it. <laughs> that's the honest or, truth. She didn't read it. And or, like, they don't know. And she, and she didn't tell you to change majors or anything. She didn't go, you know what? Maybe this writing's not for you. Maybe, go, maybe she'd go into science or something. I, I have uh, I have laws major. Maybe you should go into accounting, dear. Oh, oh. oh. that's just that, mean. Yeah, no, 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 no. I go home and tell her a piece. You know, this is gonna make like, my story sound so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's worse? If you got home and showed her a piece, and she just goes. You should probably learn a different language. English is definitely not your first one. <laughs> you know what? I actually had a review one time of my book that said, I'm not sure that the author's first language was English. My first book. Yes. Remember I said I had editing problems? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the reviews I got. I've left a review like that. Now I'm all worried. <laughs> I, I expect I expect that next week on next week's show to be in a frame, blown up, right behind you, hanging up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I would get that. I would get that. Definitely put up in my room somewhere. English is not my first language. <laughs> Now when everyone says you wrote a great book, jokes on you, English is not my first language. Imagine <laughs> if it was. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm hard on him. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I could actually use that one because I mean my first language was baby talk, so <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I write about the Fay. I know how to tell a lie without lying. <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean I, you've never told me how you felt when I sent stuff back, but my my other my publishing par partner, the other Jason, um, he said he used to get you know out of tear and really angry at me when I when he'd get my edits back because I don't hold back. I don't I don't get I don't get <laughs> angry. I just get you know a little upset like that. You sent me an email going, "I'm disappointed in you." Like that hurts. Oh, that's the worst. You never say it. You correct. He has he has to go have like a. As a mom, though, that's the worst. Hey, hey, I'm not angry. Oh, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. That, that hey. hits hard. Hey William, just think of it this way. Hey, hey William, just think of it this way. Think of it this way, William. Uh, your your big advances will pay for your therapy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's uh it's already gone a long way though. Whenever on the first wow, that about, comment just killed all conversation because we're all going yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean the uh, the criticism. I'm starting to get better. I'm not like folding my computer over and wanting to chuck it across the room when I get the email back. Um, but it definitely pushed it a long way, especially with the short story, because I have that pretty much done. I just need to edit it out a few things, make sure grammar's fine. Oh, he just crawls oh. under his bed and cries, Jane. <laughs> Not under my bed, under my sheets. And then I put a pillow over my face. And then my girlfriend walks in the room, are you okay? No. Well, William, wait till you oh, you've upgraded, yay! William, wait till you start getting the cattle prod on you. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
of the question of are you okay after that's my that's the actual sign he has hanging up mom just edited my book again leave me alone <laughs> blowing me on me on lights every time no i i told you some things that were good instead of instead of a sock on the door to put page in the between the <laughs> yeah he has two comments whenever something's good i like it nice job and then the rest of it is take this take that a big long paragraph of crap. Yeah. <laughs> I say nice things, you say nice. Did, did, did you want to end your story this way, son? Really? <laughs> I love it. Sometimes I love it when I, I nail the ending, so I get great ending. And then right above it is just, but see all of this? This is <laughs> It's like love it. I, I would I would I would like to say to you, William, that that changes in twenty years of writing, but it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I might I might need to start looking for a new editor. I can't be twenty five crying in bed because my mom just sent back this sentence. <laughs> Take heart though, because it doesn't get better. You just get better at taking it, and and you develop that rapport with like co-authors or with your editor where you guys can can have like yeah. a dialogue back and forth where you know they're like i hate this i'm like well why explain well here's what this is and you can really dialogue it and instead of getting insulted you work it out and you can actually work through the yeah. problem whenever she points something out and i hate it too i'm always tempted to send an email back going i hate this too no so, <laughs> <laughs> Just send them back a thumbs up. You did your job. You, you did your job good. I hate it as well. Maybe I should just take these 200 pages, put it in the dumpster, start over again. No, 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 no. no I I did that one time with the book, and that was my first time writing solo. And I think that's a grave mistake that a lot of people make. Because um, one of my friends is trying to get into writing, and he did it too. And it's one of the it's, the reason it's a mistake. You take those 200 pages that you just had. And yeah, it may not have all been perfect, but there are a few paragraphs in there that might have been exceptional. Cool. Yeah. And, and everyone has their weaknesses when writing, and that's why it takes years before you feel like you're uh, on par with some of these amazing books that come out. Um, but I scrapped it, and I never picked it up again. I told myself I'm going to just scrap it all, uh, come back, and then rewrite it. And I just never got back to rewriting it, because once I scrapped it, the idea was gone. The the whole entire outline was gone. Everything that I wanted uh, to do was just out the window, and it 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 sucks because that's probably the most detrimental thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know your mother as well as anybody else does here, but I can imagine she's beaming right now, thinking, "I have an author for a son," because that is exactly what an author would think. That is exactly yeah. the way we think, and that's. I think yeah, you're on the right fucking track, man. Sorry. I'm also thinking I'm going to be a little bit harsher as a beta reader now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I know that when we, we went for that first walk and he said, hey, mom, I got an idea for a book. And he was, we were walking the beach. The great, you know, our oh, idea um, and, and his ideas, and he said, we write it with me when it was done. And the idea was phenomenal. And that's what the Death Chronicles came out as. Um, so it's, it's, you know, he's got a great mind. And he just needed to, you know, get the, the yeah. and to finish a book of your own. And I've also, I've also learned writing 
is one of, if not the toughest art to handle because it's not only, you know, it's not a painting, it's not getting these edges done. It's every word carries an impact. Every paragraph, every um, chapter, every sentence, it needs to be gripping. And if you have a chapter like uh, in the book I'm working on now, I had to go back and rewrite a chapter because nothing happened that was suspenseful. I reread it and I was like, after two paragraphs, it was, it didn't grip me enough to want to read the rest. And it's so tough because there are so many different styles of writing, you know, first person, third person, you have all these other uh, ridiculous things. And if you change something in the book, you change the whole context of the story. Like if you change point of view, it's going to confuse people. You keep one point of view throughout the whole, that's perfect. That's what you want to do with the book. Um, but I also think there's ways you can manipulate it around. You can change the person that the view is on. So there are some books that will go one chapter is on this person, one chapter is on the next. And it's such an art that every single book is different in its own way and right. And most people, when they read, they don't see that. Like uh, J.K. Rowling is an example for me because her Harry Potter series was really the first series I, I fully read. Um, and that's what I knew her for for the longest time. That's what she's really known for is wizardry, this wizarding world of Hogwarts and all this. But she has so many other books that she's wrote that are so different. And I'm sure there were so many attempts behind them that eventually she learned to master her writing to the point where every single paragraph, as I said, every sentence is so gripping that the person cannot put the book down. And when you hit that point, whether it's 10 years into writing, five years into writing, 20 years in the writing once you hit that point there's no going back because everything you put out is going to be the absolute best that you can do and and i think people underestimate that because it's not easy to get into writing it is extremely difficult well, and what most people don't <laughs> see is uh, that wonderful book that you read is not only the product of the author writing it but it's the review it's yeah. the editing it's so much more yeah it's like 10 years worth yep. of polishing yeah and the more yep. people you have to, to continue. And it only took Hollywood three years to fuck it all the shit. <laughs> exactly. But and having it, that, that editor there to catch things and to make the yeah. author rewrite them is one of the key elements. Absolutely. You know, or your beta readers, having a beta reader who's willing to call you out on something. Yep. I know, Jane, I've beta read for you. Yeah. Both you and I, we tend to, we're very short with our notes. We're like, no, fix so it. So much harder. No, no, this doesn't make sense. Or, or yeah. this yeah. doesn't mince words at all. We're just like, fix this, fix that. <laughs> Does anybody else here wonder what a Harry Potter beta reader would be like? Oh, Harry Potter, that's such a stupid name. Why would anybody be called Harry Potter? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? I, I, the notes she must have gotten as J.K. Rowling in her first beta readers. His adopted family is completely unbelievable. Right? What is this half a, half a train? What, is, what does that mean? What is, where, why are we on, on, on station nine and a half? What, why, why? What is that? What is that stupid shit? When I went back and read the books, I went back and I read them, I think two or three years ago. It was like the beginning of my college because I had nothing else to do. And I was reading the first book that sat there. I'm like, what the fuck does he have a lightning scar on his forehead? That just, just seems so random. And that has nothing to do with his name. Either. That's what I said. I was like, how so do you get a scar like that? That doesn't make any scar. sense. With Guardian Levio scar on your head? I don't know. 
And then I was like reading into it and you have the three factions. I was like, that's a good idea. And then I read the names and I'm like, this doesn't sound British at all. This doesn't even sound normal. This sounds <laughs> alien-like. You have run through a wall and I'm like, run into a wall, why not? <laughs> Flying cars. And, and for everybody out there that is correcting me right now with the nine and three quarters bullshit, that's what I was talking about. That's what I'm saying. Somebody must, what if her first draft had like nine and a half in it? And somebody said, what is this half bullshit? Oh, well, I'll make it nine and three quarters. That was yeah. the joke. Sorry. I think it's, I think that's, it's so funny because you go back at it now and everyone has this point of view as Harry Potter. And I'm sure other authors read the book and they're like, what the hell? How did this get approved? Or, or so on and so forth. But I think it's also the spontaneous, crazy, weird things that like completely grip people. Because I can't, I can't lie. When I see a weird title on a book, I'm like, I might read that. I don't know what's it about. There's an octopus. There's some Japanese name on it. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen in this novel, but this seems interesting to me. <laughs> and the more, the more crazy, the more it just soaks people in. <laughs> Reading a book that says Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, that can mean a lot of things. <laughs> you definitely don't think it's a corridor in a high school, I can tell yeah, you. That. And you, you have to wonder about you have to wonder about a book's title when they don't change it for the porno. <laughs> yeah. They don't adjust it for the porno. Harry the Chamber of Secrets is actually the porno name of the porno. So Oh God. Names are just so so interesting to come up with. Oh. Jay, you're, also, you're, is it you're, just me or does Potterhead sound really kind of either gross or dirty? A <laughs> little bit of both. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Jay's freaking me out. He's I'm not really sure what that is, but I'm certain it happens in a Porta John. I don't know. <laughs> Jay looks like he has a, a dad pun that he's been trying to say for the past 30 minutes. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I was I was trying to chime in, but you know, there's such a lively conversation, and I was like, I'll oh, just sit back and listen. Uh, I I was thinking like uh, 20 minutes ago uh, when when we was talking about it, when William was uh, telling us all about uh, you know why the writing industry is special and why writers are special as artists, and I thought that it's so it's so nice and so sweet to hear a young artist talking like this before they've been put through the meat grinder, um, <laughs> become more jaded and, and disgusted with everything. And it's just like, man, I, rem I remember having that kind of passion and that was such a beautiful, pure feeling. Don't um, scare him, Jay. Well, no, I just, I really wish that I had that back. I, I want that pure joy in, in creating art again, you know, with without the marketing and all the other crap that we've got to go through, you know, just that the happiness. I think I learned over. Well, Jay, the other part of, about being a writer, you know, having this kind of artistry is you can literally redo it every sentence, every paragraph, every word you put down can be your new spark. Yes. That's what I learned. You know, you and you can you could already have all of your words down and then you go back through and you clean it up and you edit it and you, you know, you maybe you shift some paragraphs around and boom, it's like a whole new thing. You know, we have infinite chances of making that spark over and over and over again. And and if your first book sounds like, like English is literally not your, infinite, your first language, you can always re-edit it. Yes. <laughs> and I think I think the uh, 
the spark in writing for me and what I've what I've learned how to keep everything because even in college it's difficult because I study law so I'm constantly writing and it's not always about things I enjoy writing about um, but I've learned with when I am doing my writing as a hobby and not for law if I <laughs> I could make that this is why I love Anita's writing, and I always read her stuff. All right, for the podcast, read the comment for the podcast. I had a character over the head with a garden gnome today that made me very happy. You got to read it. I'm more happy. I had a character over the head with a garden gnome today. You know, that made me really happy. I had a character over the head with a garden gnome. I think. I think it's, you know, it's things like that. Where, and where, you know, that's how she'd say it too. Like, she was happy if you typed that out. It's Anita. Uh, I can totally see Anita just all smiles. I hit a character in the head with a garden gnome today. And as, as artists, as an artist, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, was she happy about destroying the garden gnome or killing the person? Both. 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 <laughs> Kill two birds with one gnome. Oh. oh. <laughs> Damn. Coming out with the dad joke. <laughs> but I, uh, I learned that a spark in writing can be anything from one word to one sentence uh, really quickly, and that's because of law. <laughs> yeah. If his readers <laughs> aren't traumatized, he's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Josh Robertson, uh, this this is kind of for you, and I know you you saw my Twitter post earlier. Uh, I did finally watch Joker last night with uh, with my wife, and I put it off for a long time because I was just in a really bad headspace, and I knew it was going to be a, a disturbing movie. And so I finally watched it, and it was I was I was blown away by how well done this movie was. I I, I was just blown away, but holy cow, was it um, it was hard to watch. I mean, I was. I was teary for most of it because I mean it's just it's it's heart wrenching and uh, but yeah I mean talk about tormenting your uh, your viewers for two hours <laughs> that was rough. Oh, I was having a blast watching Joker. That's probably because I'm I come from a twisted. <laughs> 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 okay, but but Jane's your mom. <laughs> I was watching Joker and um, as we were leaving the theater, I enjoyed the movie like so much girlfriend friends were all like traumatized and i'm just doing the joker dance out of the theater just like rocking like <laughs> and they're freaking out they're like why are you doing that i'm like because it's great writing every single second of that moment like of that movie was intense and you don't understand the amount of right about that hard work that it takes to get that in a character let alone a comic book character which in my opinion comic books are just as hard as uh, as writing, if not more difficult, because you have to have the artistry, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the constant monologue, the fight scenes, and all this. And I'm like, you have no idea how hard it is to make the Joker a good movie. There's only been one person who's done it good. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger. Yep. Besides Heath Ledger. Yep. <laughs> I think that uh, Joaquin has definitely taken the taken the crown away. And, you know, I, I think that one of the beautiful things about that movie is not only was the acting and the cinematography and the writing, all, all of the, the basic movie stuff, all of it was just spot on and perfect, but they also managed to work in, you know, social awareness of, of certain issues throughout that movie that it's just like, wow, I was, well, yeah, I was yeah. just blown away. 
you know that you know that Heath Ledger was one of Joaquin Phoenix's closest friends, and he modeled a lot of his performance after Heath Ledger. Yeah, wow, a lot from. Surprised me. Wow, but Joaquin Phoenix is Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger were very close. Okay, okay. Well, I think that after all this hardcore talk about whatever we've been talking about. Jonesy didn't get to tell her story. It's time for who? Jonesy, didn't you say you wanted to tell your story about your first writing experience? No. Did you guys want to hear my my origin story as a writer? Oh, does does it involve anything we can't say on this show? (laughs) No, mine is is very sad, actually. (laughs) You wanna you wanna talk about harsh moms? Let's see. I started writing um, first grade. Um, I made a little book at school. It was a little school projects uh, project, and I brought it home and I showed it off. And um, I got a little bit of praise, but then um, I wanted more, so I, I cut new pieces of paper and folded it and, and stapled it on the back. And I continued writing the story of this little crocodile. And um, we were real poor, y'all. Um, so we didn't have paper to waste. We didn't have pencils to waste. So I could only write at school. And, um, but I continued off and on until like we made enough money and I actually had an actual notebook. So I started using, and I, I'm not dumb. I wasn't allowed to like use the notebooks for school. I had to wait until the school year was over and then I could use the leftover papers. Mm-hmm. So I had all of these like, you know, half used, three quarter used notebooks and I, you know, write in the back of them and I'd come up with little stories and everything. And I started developing this stack in my closet. Um, and I had, I, I mean, I don't know. I had all kinds of stories by the time I was like 14, 15. And one day my mother found them and threw them all away. Oh. Uh, she told me that she didn't read them. She didn't know what they were. She thought they were garbage, even though they're like perfectly stacked in the closet, all nice and neat. And like one like led to the other. So like I, I had titles and numbers keeping them all in order. And I found out, uh, years later that she had in fact read them, thought they were trash. And so she trashed them. She thought my stories were trash. My writing was garbage. So she took the whole stack and threw them out and uh, made fun of me. So um, she only made fun of me behind my back. So um, I started writing on a computer instead because she can't throw that away, right? Right. Um, Well, my brothers found it and deleted it because, you know, kids do as their parents do. Um, I'd even made little... um, like covers or little pictures to go with it in MS Paint, like literally pixel by pixel. And uh, my brother spent weeks destroying it. Uh, he turned my my characters into monsters, just made them look awful, just scribbled on them. And, you know, in MS Paint, you can't, like, undo that. So I just quit. You know, I, I couldn't do anything. You know, I couldn't accomplish anything because it was always being destroyed. So I just, I just stopped until I was 
27? 26? Yeah, you know, I already moved out of the house. I moved across the country. I'm gone. I don't have to deal with these people anymore. Um, they never gave me a shit about any of it anyway. So I started writing um, when my husband was deployed. The second, second time, third time? Yeah, you know, just as a way to like keep my sanity because, you know, I didn't know anyone there. And it was a lot of fun and I was sharing it online. And uh, like people liked it. And mm-hmm. I started getting better. And um, it wasn't getting destroyed too. So like I, I could keep it and work on it, you know, and actually get better. And then I found out about uh, EDX. I don't know if you guys know about EDX. It's amazing. It is free college classes. Okay. So next appointment my husband went on, I took, I don't know, it was 60 something classes, like back to 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 back. And I learned how to be a writer, an author, how to run a business. Um, got a little bit of lead in on, um, on how to actually put a book together you know, how, how books should go together. And then I got super freaking lucky and I found this uh, YouTube show called Go Indie Now. Mm-hmm. And they talked to all kinds of authors and editors and I studied the shit out of that. Like I'd be taking my classes with Go Indie Now running in the background. And then I found this other amazing uh, YouTuber guy who was talking about like how you should put your book together, how your cover genre, what is expected, how to learn about that. And that was some random dude with like a crazy beard who lived in Alaska. Um, his name is Joshua Robertson. I, f- I figured that out a couple of years later. Cause I like, I don't watch the videos. I listen to them. So like, I just, you know, just watched all of his stuff. I listened to all of his stuff um, for the first six months while I'm like putting stuff together and um, kind of found, found my tribe there. Good. So now I've got Joe up here, my co-sponsor here. I've got Joshua Robertson in the, uh, in the chat. And those are the two people who, while never speaking to me, knowing me, reading any of my stuff, uh, gave me the encouragement I needed to actually write and publish. And I hit that publish button that first time. And I was completely indie, you know, doing this 100% on my own. And uh, I did a little dance around, and then I went and watched Go Indie Now. It's like, okay, go indie now. What do I do now that I hit publish? And he had a he had a show for that. <laughs> go figure. You've hit publish. Now what? It's pretty amazing how people so, we've we've never met and that we don't actually interact with can have such an impact on our life. Yep. And that's that's a really special thing. So and that's that's why we all do these kinds of things. Not only to have fun, but you know, yep. to hopefully help people. You know, be we we've only got I'm sorry, Jason. No, no, go well, I, I was I was actually just gonna say, you know, we've only got about nine minutes left, and I know Joe has huge Joe has something huge and massive. At least that's what I've heard. Um, so I was hoping to find out a little bit more about it. Uh, okay, well, I, I would be happy to give my announcement. Um, 
But I first want to just want to say one of the coolest things about what we're able to do and how we're able to do it is that we're able to reach people and contact those people and talk to those people directly. Um, you know, I, I, I had several things that I've read in my life and things that have influenced me and those people either were long dead or not approachable at all. And so, you know, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, you have things like Spilling Ink and Go and You Now and, and what Josh did in the past. And you can still see everything that Josh did in the past. It's still there. Um, and, you know, great shows out there that, that you can actually interact with those people and, and learn from and, and ask questions. And I encourage everybody to, to do that all the time. Um, we're always open. I know I am. I know that the folks here at Spelling Inc. are very open about uh, encouraging you if you ever have a question, if you ever have something you want to talk about, if you ever see a subject that you don't know about and you'd like us to cover it, I know that we would be there to listen to what you have to say and, and do that. So really, really, um, that's one of the cool opportunities that we present. So um, definitely go check all that out. Um, so with going now, we are, we've been doing this now. We're going on our fourth year, uh, next March. And so in doing so you grow and you expand. And the idea has always been to have kind of this network and, and keep it going and keep it growing. And, and so part of that I've been planning and, and moving forward with the plan that I had from the beginning. And so this is actually a call to action more than a huge announcement. And it's for everybody who's ever been a part of what we've done. Um, if you've ever been on a show, if you're a part of the audience that likes what we do, like, you know, if we've done something like, you know, I can't believe that we, we touched somebody like, you know, Rebecca, you know, that was, that was an amazing story. Uh, but, we need your help right now. And, and, and in, in doing so, what you're going to accomplish is, is giving all of the people who've been a part of our show and people beyond that an opportunity to grow and, and, and reach a bigger, bigger audience. Uh, we have some people who are interested in helping us grow and become bigger. Uh, the only thing that they have trepidation about is that we're a small entity right now. And I don't, and I've never, I've never not let it grow naturally. I'm always for growing naturally. I, you know, there's several ways you can cheat in this business and, and grow your audience in, in certain ways. And I've never been that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I've always wanted to encourage the small audience that we've had to stay with us and, and be with us and be a part of what we do. And so, I'm very, very much still about that. But if you can, every once in a while, just tell people about us and put it out there that, uh, you know, there's this great network out there and maybe there's something for you. Uh, gear toward the person personally and, and put it out there. Because right now, uh, we're at a point where we need to grow our, our, our social media presence and, and I'm gonna do everything I can to do that as well. Um, and I do that constantly anyway. But our Facebook page, our YouTube page, and our Instagram page really have uh, a need to expand. And if we do that, we're going to accomplish something incredibly huge. Um, a lot of people are would look at what is in front of me 
if you knew exactly what I'm what I'm talking about, uh, that's in front of me, and go, that's impossible to do. But I've never been that person. I've never believed in in possibility. I believe everything is possible. So by the end of the year, I need to hit a certain threshold in order to impress these people and move this forward. And this is a big opportunity and, a, and an opportunity that I don't take lightly. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, then that's what, what it's supposed to be. And from that, I will keep going forward and doing what I do anyway and make it either way. But this is a really good chance to uh, almost not, not just by a hundreds, but by a thousand times expand our audience and our reach. So everybody who's ever done anything on our show will get seen a thousand times over more than they have been on our show currently. And that I think is an important thing. It's why I do what I do. I don't, I don't make any money doing this. I don't, I don't have any monetization method or anything like that right now. And uh, my goal has always been to be a 24-7 network, and we're getting closer and closer to that goal. And we're doing more and more to make that happen. And so this is a big part of that right now. So I, I'm just asking everybody that knows me, knows about this, uh, to really put it out there and um, just keep it going. Um, and this will be amazing if we can make this happen. And uh, I'm real excited about this opportunity. So uh, really, um, thank you so much for all that you know, support that you give us and continue to give us. And um, I really appreciate that so much. So thank you. And Joe really is a, a great ally for, for so many communities. And he is so open to artists of all different kinds coming on the show and helping to get their foot in the door and get them going with what they want to do and you heard it right from rebecca's mouth there that you know and and now she she she's uh you ceo coo what is your position chief operating officer right coo chief of officer of operations i i make the book do Yep. So she, you know, she she runs her own uh, publishing company with two other wonderful people, and uh, that all started from you know. And without a doubt, Three Theories Press would not be here. I would not be here if it wasn't for Joe. Straight up. And and you you heard him. He's not, not asking for. He's not asking. No, for I I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not asking you to buy books. We're not asking you to buy anything. Oh, you know, all we'd like you to do is like his page, share it around a little bit, maybe tell your friends, hey, check out this network. And uh, there's a, a ton of cool content on there. Everyone on this show right now has been on there in some form, uh, except for William. William, your time will come. Uh, Absolutely. And I should mention beyond just what I do programming-wise, I'm going to need content to fill because this is a 24 seven opportunity. And so there's podcasts out there, there's people out there that I know who do stuff that I would love to put attention to as well. And so if, if we can partner together, I think this opportunity speaks well to you as well. So, um, and I, I don't wanna go into details, I don't wanna call anybody out because I, I it's just not, it's not the way I do things. So, uh, but trust me when I tell you this is, this is something that I'm really excited about and going for. And um, and like I said, if we don't get to the Miracle Mile in, in this in the stretch that I'm looking at, it's not a big deal. 
I'm going to continue to do what I do and grow as I grow, and we will get there. It's just a matter of time, and um, it's not a matter of when. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when, and that's how I feel. I've always felt that way. I have a plan, um, and I've always had a plan, and it's going like clockwork. So, and it's it's accelerated. It's gone faster than I even expected. So, in that respect. Um, I just really appreciate all the support that everybody gives us, and um, really, that's that's really what I'm trying to say is that I, I can't uh, in a time when in a year it's really sucked big time ass. This this is you guys have been there, and I really appreciate that so much. And don't forget, guys, don't just like it for yourself. Don't just you know, oh hey, I'm an author, so I like this. Please, seriously, everyone. Like you heard what I just said. If you know anyone, any flavor of indie artist, link them to Go Indie Now because there is something on Go Indie Now that will help them. Like this is just a fact. If they're an artist, if they're a painter, if they're an author, if they're a writer, if they're an editor, if they're a musician, if they make games if they make movies if they're actors if they're actresses there's something on go indie now that will help them so share the link share the share the, the channel share everything you can about go indie with those aspiring artists you will be helping them and joe well, this this was a, a good show tonight, guys. Katie, uh, you want to wrap us up for the evening? I don't know if I can wrap it up better than we've already, you know, wrapped it. I mean, I feel I mean, like yeah, we're like we're we're riding the high right now of you know just positivity and you know indie author collaboration. And I, I don't I, I don't want to sully that by by saying the wrong words. So I think well, we need I'll, to just we I'll, need to I'll, end I'll, it on Joe's famous line. Well, wait, 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 wait. We have a, a sponsorship deal. We have to end it a certain way. But this show is sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by uh, Rebecca Jonesy, author of the Mabs Doll series, where the Fae know that everyone is unique and all love is valid. Thank you, Rebecca Jonesy. You are a fabulous ally, and we appreciate having you be a part of this show. And now it was a pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's always go indie now time. Wait, 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 Joe, here we go. Ready? One, three. One, two, three. It's always time to go indie now. Nailed it. <laughs> all right, guys. Oh. Like, share, subscribe. We will be back next week and we will make sure to put all of the links in the show notes. So check our show notes out on our YouTube channel in about five minutes or so. It'll all be up there. Yes, and make Thank sure you know. to always roll your clothes if you're traveling. <laughs> <laughs>